knows nothing can understand nothing. Plunge deeper into the darkness and your heart will grow even stronger. Good tidings, everybody, and welcome to the Anthem Report podcast. This is episode number 63 of the Anthem Report podcast. My name is Mike, and with me, as always, is my beautiful baby brother wearing his dope-ass Avengers pajama pants, Jason. Hi, Jason. How's it going? Hi. How you doing, man? Dude, I'm doing pretty good. Awesome. Awesome. I'm really comfy. Are you? Yeah, I'm in these Avengers pajama pants. Yeah, I'm just wearing normal uh, Champion pajama pants, mm. which I don't know if you know, Champion is like a prestige brand now. So I'm actually comfy, but also a little, is, is bougie the right word? <laughs> is that the word I want? I'm a little bougie right now. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's correct. <laughs> I don't know. I'm a boomer. I don't you got know. got some drip. I've got some drip. Yeah. I'm dripping. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> is that a different thing? That, that, that's not. <laughs> so I'm. You I'm, got the drip. I got the drip. You, you got some drip. I'm dripping all over the no. place. No. <laughs> anyway, we have an action-packed show for you this week. We're going to talk about, even though it's not directly Kingdom Hearts, we're gonna do a, we're gonna do a little ninety degree shift well, for this episode. Square Enix. A ninety degree shift. We're going to talk about Final Fantasy VII Remake, because we finally completed it. If you haven't been watching on Twitch.tv slash Super Spaghetti Bros, you should start. But we finally completed the Final Fantasy VII Remake last night. So we're going to talk about our overall thoughts on the game. Uh, We're going to talk about battle mechanics. We're going to talk about story. And then at the end, we are going to get into some spoilers, heavy spoilers. Don't worry, I will give you a warning if you have not beaten the game yet, so that way you know when to tune out and come back after you've beaten the game. We're also going to do our question of the week like we always do. This week's question of the week. Do you remember what it is, Jason? It's what Kingdom Hearts character do you most identify with or are like? Because Mm. we read some Zodiacs last week on the live podcast, which if you missed the live podcast, you missed a good time. Yeah. On Twitch.tv slash Super Spaghetti Bros. It was a good old time. We'll do another live podcast. I believe the date I selected is May 12th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tuesday, May 12th. So look forward to that. But before we get to all that, we have another big announcement. Big, big, big time, big time, big Huge time. Huge announcement. So on Twitch.tv slash Super Spaghetti Bros, we had a subscriber goal of, I believe it was 75 subscribers in, I don't know, it was like two months or three months, something like that. Yeah, yeah. And if we hit it, we would do a marathon stream of the Kingdom Hearts game of everybody's choice within limits. Right. And so what happened is we met that goal. We put out a poll, people. and a lot of you beautiful people voted on this poll, and Dream Drop Distance was actually the game to win the poll, which was yeah. very surprising to me. So we will be playing Dream Drop Distance in its entirety. In one stream. Then we added another goal to where at the end of that stream, we will speed run Kingdom Hearts 3, because we've done that before, and that's only another three or four hours added on, yeah. right? So we said, you know what? This is all fun and great, and I'm glad we reached this goal. But I want to. I wanted to put a little more uh, humanitarian spin on it. Right. And so we are turning this into a charity live stream. Oh my God. And we will be supporting Doctors Without Borders, MSF as they're as they're known all over the world, but they're called Doctors Without Borders here in America. I think that's right. And they have a special program where they're supporting COVID nineteen by trying to take down COVID nineteen. That's how they're supporting it. Hell yeah. I, I worded that wrong, but that's okay. But they're giving supplies to uh medical professionals. Hmm. They're raising money to get masks and gloves and everything that, that those those people need to do their job correctly and keep them safe. Uh as as someone who has family members who are medical professionals, I think that's very important. Yeah. And um this COVID thing isn't going away you know, anytime soon, you know what I mean? We don't have a vaccine for it yet. And so the more support we can get those doctors and nurses and, and medical professionals we want to. And so we're, we're going to do a charity stream. It's going to be Saturday, May 9th, starting at 2 PM. Okay. Mark your calendars. Mark your calendars. Now, if you know, this is all for charity. We're not receiving any, any money out of this. This is just something we decided to tack on to, this this live stream we were doing to you know we're we're gonna stay up for 
at least 30 hours, it seems like, the way the way DDD goes. Straight. Um, straight. Straight streaming. And we, we're going to have some cool uh, incentives yes. for you guys to hit from donating. We're going to donate money as well, too. Don't worry about that. So if you have, you know, you have a few dollars that you're like, you know, I could donate this for a good cause. Save save that and hold on to it till May 9th when we do our stream and, and donate. Unless you unless it's burning a hole in your pocket and you gotta donate it sooner, then do do what you gotta do. But one of the incentives is uh Jason. I'm I'm gonna reveal what? this. This what? is big. Oh my god. One of the incentives What am I doing? Is Jason turning into Zigbar. <gasps> And we're talking. I will shoot my eye out. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna claw his eye out, his scoop left it. eye out, we and put a scooper. patch over it. We we're gonna scooper. scoop it. We're going to uh, put silver lines in his hair, <gasps> his long, beautiful hair. Oh my god! We're gonna put an organization thirteen cloak on him. Oh my god! And we're gonna make sure his face. Does he have facial hair? No. Well, then we gotta shave that. We do. That's gotta go too. It's gotta go. So. That's one of the the incentives. We also have another incentive where we stop what we're doing and just do a live Ansem Report podcast in the middle of the stream. Hell yeah. uh, so we have other things like that, a bunch of cool ideas. I have this like weird spinny wheel yeah. that I've had forever that we might incorporate that a little bit. <laughs> so we have a lot of ideas of incentives. Come drop by, say hi. Uh, we might do like some drawings. If you donate $5, you're entered a drawing to win like an Ansem Report t-shirt. Ooh. You know, stuff like that. Oh so that's God. what we're looking to do um, to, to raise some money and... Even if you can't donate, which is completely fine if you don't have the money to donate. I know there's some people out there who just don't have the money, and that's okay. Right. Spreading the word about this is just as big as donating. Yeah. Right? No, because, it, it is. You know, whether you, you know, on, you're on Twitter or you're on Instagram or you're on TikTok or you're on Snapchat or you're on, you have your own podcast or you have your own YouTube channel or whatever it is that you have, if you could please spread the word about this charity stream like i said we're gonna go late into sunday so it's gonna start at two o'clock on saturday may 9th go into may 10th i don't think we'll go into may 11th it depends what happens who knows it could get wild it could get really wild we do we do have some things that could extend it yes as far as yes donations we, yeah we have some donation incentives that will be tough to hit but if we hit them we'll keep going until yeah. the until people don't want to donate and watch us anymore so but spreading the word is very important. We are going to be blasting this all over our socials, so Twitter, uh, YouTube, uh, the Discord, all I that. I will just be yelling it out my window. He's just going to scream, Charity Livestream! May 9th! I might, like, bark at some cars driving by. <laughs> I might like get real crazy. You haven't left the house in, like, 45 no, days. What no, are you I'm talking saying, about? out the window. What car are you getting into? Did you hear me? I said I'm gonna bark at some cars oh, you're gonna driving bark by. At the cars. Yeah. I thought you meant you were in the back of the car like a I'm like, dog. I'm like, like an ar- old. You're like the Joker. Well, it's gonna be like two times barking, because I'm gonna be barking like, woof, woof. and two, I'm gonna be barking and be like, live answer report podcast. Well, you're gonna do that. Step right up, step right up for the answer report podcast. Yeah, I can't do that as they're fucking driving by at 40 miles an hour. You might. You'd I gotta be make surprised. it quick. Gotta make it quick. Anyway, so that's what we're doing. I know we've talked about this for a little bit. Um, I hope everybody can tune in May 9th, even if they can't give. You know, we, we love having people just hanging out with us right. while we stream. That's that's honestly and that supports us a lot to keep going too. supports us to keep going so people can donate, even if you can't donate. So any help we can get from you guys is appreciated. I just think it'd be really cool if we could do this as a community, raise some money for a good cause. Yeah. Because um, I just think that'd be awesome. And it'd make me feel good. It'd make you feel good. It'd make everybody in, in, in our community feel good. Yeah. And and so that's what we're going to do. Hell yeah. Cool, right? Hell yeah, dude. Pretty sweet. If you have any feedback or questions, you can hit us up in the Discord. Link's down in the description. We'll be talking about it. I'm probably going to make a separate Discord channel just to talk about it mm. in there. Okay, so. okay. Moving on, Jason. Because of the nature of the rest of the podcast where we're going to talk about Final Fantasy VII Remake, I think it's time to do the question of the week. Question of the week, Jason. Before we get to it, though, I will say there have been some questions about the question of the month. Oh, shit. We have another question of the month. It's on hiatus right now. It will return. We hope you will look forward to it. We hope you will look forward to it. Once we get through this charity live stream, it will return. Anyway, the question of the week this week, Jason, was, as we said at the top of the show, similar to comparing Zodiac signs to cage characters, what Kingdom Hearts character do you think best represents you? 
It could be something as simple as you like their clothes, you have the same color hair, etc. Or it could be more complicated than that. So just oh, a red nocturne says, Luxord and I have the same style of ear piercings. Mm. Four in each ear and in the same spot, not counting the nobody symbol. We also have the same facial hairstyle, but mine is reddish brown. Hmm. This was unintentional, and I noticed remembered after I'd, my ears pierced. I act most like Syax, though, an asshole with rage issues, lol. <laughs> but he still cares as I do, knowing it's half the battle. Thank hmm. you. Thank you for that. Hmm. Can't believe Nomine, his mom says, hmm, appearance-wise, my hair and eyes are really similar to Sora, but without the spiky hair. Personality-wise, not really sure. Riku is relatable, I guess. Hmm. Mark the Martyr X says, I'm a mix between Demix and Zigbar. I'm kind of lazy and carefree, but also yeah. a sarcastic pain in the ass. Oh, yeah. Also, I'm not to be messed with when I'm angry. Okay. LOL. Okay. okay. Uh, chill, dude. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to fight. Yeah, okay. we're easy, chill, dude. Easy. We're not gonna mess we're with you. We're just trying to podcast. We're just trying to podcast. I have a family. I'm so sorry I broke your one rule, giant martyr. I have a family, dude. Yeah, chill. Please. The box on a dark road trip says, Lark seen my girl. I am pissed all the time and I hate everything, just like her. Lizard emoji. I also <laughs> always thought that I look a bit like her. Antenna aside, I often sport a similar haircut, pulling my hair back with hair clips or a hairband, and I even used to decolorize them regularly when I was younger, which is why the picture on my driver's license looks nothing like me. I also wear black 24 7, so there's that too. Thank you, Box. I also have a layer of crust on me at all times. <laughs> and that's a very crusty. No. What will Elsa accept? <laughs> Wildcat Diana says, Donald Duck and I share the same birthday, fashion sense, and temper. Wait, you wear like a sailor shirt with no pants? Hell yeah. <laughs> so Dude, I got to pick him. That sounds comfy. <laughs> I am the strict one of the groups, but I, I'm usually in, but will cry and Zeta flare those who mess with my adoptive best boys. Hashtag Donald Best Papa. Hell yeah. Can we get that hashtag trending? <laughs> Donald Best Papa. I think people think that we're talking about Donald Trump, but yeah, no, that. Yeah. But then they click it and they find out it was about Donald Duck. They'll be triggered, but then they'll be like, "It's wholesome." Right. Zr122 says, "I vibe with the Enzo." Oddly enough, as a kid, I was always the one off in the corner reading instead of being active. I didn't have any old guys creeping on me though. Good. That's good to hear. That is, yeah, that's a plus. It's good to hear you didn't have Anson the Wise going. Best of both worlds. Going Enzo, let's have some ice cream together. And he just stares at you while you eat the ice cream. Right. And he doesn't have any. It's pretty weird. Yeah. Cloud's bro, formerly known as Kyrie's bro, says, I would say Roxas because I was always full of angst and anger as a kid slash teen. Also kind of confused most of the time, if I'm honest. Ha ha. But now that I'm older, I feel like I relate to Axel. Maybe not always doing the right thing, but still trying for the people you care about. Hmm. All right. Okay. Skills for Hannah says, I'd have to say Shion. I'm pretty reserved at first and meet most of my friends through mutual friends. I also tend to absorb my friends' powers until they're put in a coma. A close second is Tara because I'm a dumbass who is trying their best. For the, for the record, she did like the strike through on the coma thing. <laughs> so it's like, oh, don't read that, but I did it anyway. Tyler Tylerim says, I'm sort of a mix and match of Demix, Axel, and pure strength. Mm. A cold and playful coward who can sometimes switch emotions on the fly, but also mostly doesn't speak. Hmm. Okay. Super Saiyan Sora says, definitely Shion for not existing. Proof. How many of you have ever heard of me on this Discord? <laughs> Thinking emoji. Thinking emoji. Aww. Just kidding. Real answer is Roxas for trying to live my own life and keeping my friends close. Hell yeah. <laughs> okay, here comes Sean's answer. I'm probably Titus. You have a full... A few cool encounters with me at the beginning, but then something more important happens, and by the end of the journey, everybody's completely forgotten I'm still alive and living the good life on the island, but I'm never relevant to the extra storyline ever again. Hell yeah. Nice. Dude, it sounds like you got it going on. Nice, dude. Good answer. Drek, the Drek says, a mix between Roxas, Sykes, and Demix. Like Roxas, my simp days began very early in life. <laughs> About a day old. <laughs> but seriously... We're both oblivious, absent-minded guys who try to hang on to the few friends we managed to make. Also, we're both frustrated with the fact that we're categorized and tied down by our relatives. The Roxas was lucky enough to be related to a powerful warrior like Sora. To keep it brief, genetics dictate a lot about ourselves, be it IQ, physicality, or IQ. No one is born equal. That's why individual individuality exists. It's a double-edged sword. 
Like Syax, I'm hard on others while I try to keep things in order. I'm often unintentionally blunt and not very tactful until I have time to act, assess each situation. I can't stand incompetence from others because in my warped mind, no one should be more incompetent than me. Lastly, Demix and I are both lazy, incompetent tagalongs of life with similar senses of humor. Though I like to believe I'm less lazy than him. That I feel like Drek the Drek. That was like of, a psychoanalysis. Right. I feel like Drek the Drek <laughs> nailed his. Um, he had to go through some. So he had to face his demons to answer this. Yeah, question. he he looked at he, he looked, looked he was staring in the mirror yeah, for a I couple say, hours. He had his hands down on the counter, yeah. <laughs> looking just at one eyebrow raised, staring over. in the mirror. He might have his his shoulders flared up. He's just, like, "Who am I?" And then he came up with that. <laughs> and then he was like, "I'm me." <laughs> I'm me. He says, <laughs> "Love that meme. Favorite meme. Best meme." K. Fleurs said, Marluxia is my KH character. One, I love flowers. Two, I'm a natural leader with a cool, collected demeanor. Three, I make reoccur reoccurring appearances over the years. While I periodically disclose some personal details about myself, I'm mostly talking business. Four, I totally had that haircut 15 years ago when I thought I wanted layered emo hair. Never again. Never again. DDDD says <laughs> I would choose Axel slash Lee just because of his personality I like the DDD D name that's legit it is legit King DDD DDD DD King DDD 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 Panda Bear or Panda Ven as he's known this may be a complete shocker but I don't know I kind of feel like Ven Based off my life, I was always the youngest in my group of friends, but I slowly made more friends closer to my age. LOL. Hmm. Jason, do you have an answer for this one? Um, I don't know. I don't really feel like I like relate to any of them. Very like I relate to all of them, obviously. But like like all of them have like a relatable thing about them, right? This is what I was gonna say. Is everybody's in there like picking Roxas and Syax and Demix and. Axel, and it's like, y'all, I'm Pence, dude. Yeah, I you know what I mean. Like, Pence, like, I like, <laughs> I'm being real. You know what I mean. Like, <laughs> I'm just, I just want to hang out, have a good time with my friends, maybe get schoolwork done, and then go to the beach and get a motherfucking pretzel. You know what I mean. Like, that's that's all I want to do. You know. So it's like, it's like, everybody's maybe like, two pretzels. I'm kind of, I'm, I'm kind of a, you know, I'm kind of a badass like Cyax. I'm like, no, guys. You're 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 the I'm the accessory shopkeeper that where Roxas is his favorite customer, you know? That's me. Roxas is my favorite customer. Or I'm Pete. Mm. I'm just kidding. You guys can pick whatever you want. I was just joking. But I, I'm definitely I think I'm Pence. That's my final answer. Mm. Dog Street. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. If I have to pick like a main character, I guess I'm pure strength. Because that's me. Pure strength. Mm. No, I'd probably pick um, Goofy. Oh. Because, okay. like, I'm I'm there, you like know, and I, and, IQ, I, and I protect my friends. <laughs> and people think I'm really fucking stupid, but actually, I got, a I got a fucking ten head, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know? But I just play dumb because <laughs> right. it's funnier that way. Life right. is better. If, if Okay, if you walk in a room and everybody immediately knows you're the smartest guy in the room, you're a target. Yeah, true. Where if I sneak up on him because they think I'm dumb. And then you hit him with the RKO. Then I hit him with the RKO. Game <laughs> over. <laughs> Yuck. I'll do it again. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like for me, if I had to choose like a main line, probably be like Riku or something. Because it's like I'd be going solo. Like riding solo, you mm -hmm. know? And then like. But with Mickey Mouse. No, no. Fuck when does Rico ever really I ride, ride solo, solo except for a certain Michael Mouse? There you go. That's me. <laughs> Hi, Michael Mouse here. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. I'm the, that's really who I am. I'm the person that just, I just leave people in darkness. <laughs> then talk about I'm the king all the time. Ha <laughs> ha. Anyway, that was our question of the week this week. So, next week's question of the week is actually going to coincide with a very special episode of the Answer Report podcast. Oh, my God. And, Jason, I didn't tell you this yet. What the what the fuck? But this episode next week what the, what is going to be the return 
of an episode that what? we haven't done in a very long time. What the fuck? And I'm going to need your help with it. <gasps> and you promised to help with it the last time. I promised? Yes, you said you could do it. <gasps> we are going to do what? the ultimate tier list oh my of God. Kingdom Hearts characters. Oh my God. From Skold and Sterletzia oh. to Donald and Goofy. Oh my God. We are going to make a tier list <laughs> of every important Kingdom Hearts character, and Jason's going to set it up on Photoshop so I can do it easily during yes. the podcast. Yes. But that being said, the question of the week is, give me your top five Kingdom Hearts characters mm. and your bottom five oh, Kingdom shit. Hearts characters. And why? And why? Now, when I say top five and bottom five, you can pick whatever character you want. Yeah. If, you, if you want to be like, yo, I hate the accessory shop, uh, guy that really likes Roxas that's my least favorite character oh I hate the struggle guy least favorite character you can do that if you want if you want to keep it to the big boys you can do that too but we're going we're doing every character next week so I hope you will please look forward to that oh my god we're going to take a short break and when we come back we're talking all Final Fantasy 7 remake we're not hitting spoilers yet I will give you a special Thing when it's time for spoilers, I, I don't. Could they hear that? Could you hear my hands chopping? It's kind of like a. It, it, it kind of made me think of like marker. Like, yeah, yeah, like a spoiler a cut. So yeah, we will be right back, and we'll be right back with Final Fantasy VII remake. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to the Answer Report podcast. We back. We back. We back. And we're here... Da, 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 da. Barrett singing the the song. Dude, that's a that's spoiler. not a spoiler, dude. It's a spoiler. That's not a spoiler. I was in the trailer. We're talking Final Fantasy VII remake. We finally defeated it at Super Spaghetti. Well, we rolled credits. That's what the term is. We rolled credits on Final Fantasy VII mm. remake and Twitch.tv slash Super Spaghetti Bros. The other night. It was a long and arduous process, but I think yeah. I enjoyed the game. Jason, what are your thoughts? Uh, just from a critical standpoint, what did you think of the game? Like overall, yeah, I think it was pretty good. Like, it does a good job of um, taking things that you that you know and love, and 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 putting fresh new, not necessarily even spins on them, but just taking something that was already good that was there and building on that. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, I, I think I think they did a great job. If you could give it a uh, IGN out of ten, what would you mm, give it? IGN out of ten, I'd probably give it like um eight or nine. Yeah, I, I think I'm in the eight or nine range too. Yeah. I don't know if it's a ten. I think it's like eight. I, I'm I, I'm gonna go with eight, solid eight. I I, I think I'd go. And wait, I'll explain we, why later. Are I we guess. doing a hundred point scale? Because I think I'd give it like an eight point eight, eight point nine. Mm. That's what I think. If we're doing hundred point scale, I'd say like eight point five. Yeah, you go 8.5? Okay, yeah. fair enough. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I'm the one who played it on Twitch. You haven't really played it. You've played no, a little bit when I, I played a little the bit, controller. Yeah. But it felt really good. Yeah, the, the combat is uh, pretty incredible. It, it's, um, at first, I was a little overwhelmed by it. I think that's a pretty common thing because you're not, you're not sure what it wants you to do. Like, yeah, and, and, and your Kingdom Hearts players are trying to mash X. Right, and, and, well, and it's like your your skill set is very minimal uh, as at most the games. For sure. And, and once you once you really start rolling, you get three characters, and you start getting the weapon upgrades, and you start getting the materia upgraded, and you're leveling up materia just like in the old days. And yep. then you get the summons in, and you get yep. it's like okay, this this is the game. I, it's all come together. It wasn't a letdown for me in any stretch mm. of the imagination. The the characters looked how I ex- would expect them to look based on like how I imagined them. You know what I mean? Yeah. That that. From going from those blocky uh, polygonal boys and girls to who they are now, they they, they did a fantastic job of um, keeping what they looked like, but also like reinventing it. You yeah. know, 
Uh, the areas in particular look really good as far as like that too. Like sometimes you would look, they had those, um, in the original game, they had those like backgrounds that were like, it was like a shot and then you'd walk around it. You know what I mean? Like it was like a picture. It was like a JPEG. They just saw a little bit of that in the game, but in like massive areas though, like when you're looking above down onto Midgar, like, yeah, you you can see a little, but not all the time either. Just certain sparks, but it, it, the areas look like how they should. I feel like they kept a lot of the really important moments, you know, into the game, not to spoil anything, but they kept a lot of really important moments. They, they expounded on moments that maybe weren't as important before and made them intriguing. And then there's a couple times where it feels like they just put in some filler because they're like, well, we need another d- another dungeon here. Yeah. There's just a couple times that happens. But to its credit, the one, the one, there's two in particular. There's the ghost train yard area, which is in the original game. And then there's one in Shinra headquarters. And to me, the ghost train was filler in the original game, too. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's like... I. They tried to it make it more interesting. To be a roadblock for them to not get and back we were, in time. And we were arguing with Sean on, on Twitch about this and how he said he liked the second one better than the Ghost Train. But he never played the original game. And I hated the Ghost Train in the original game. But they tried to make it better. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so yeah. like I was like, oh, this is better than it was before. So I think that's why we had that expectation. And he had the expectation of this is filler. You know. Anyway, we were getting a really deep conversation. But um, I enjoyed... 99.9% of what I played. There were times where I got frustrated with the battle, but that was more because I'm on Twitch and I'm trying to, you know, like perform and I'm trying to get talk through it to people. Like no one and... wants to watch me like fight a boss over and over and over and die. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I'm fine doing that in my own personal time. Well, especially when it's like most people that were there, like had already played the game. Right. And like, they want to see us get to like certain parts. Right. And if we're on that part for a really long time, it's kind of like, all right, let's get on with it. Yeah. I'm actually really excited to try it in hard mode mm. by myself. Like, I, I think that's actually going to be when I have time to sit there and hold the button and go, okay, this is what I should do. This, this is the creative strategy I should try instead of triple slash, you know, you know what I mean? Like, the I, thrust, I, yeah, yeah. I fell into like, like, um, once you figured out what, what worked. And then it like was like spammable. It was yeah. pretty. I fell into fell into. Well, I'm uneasy, and I fell into patterns that were you yeah. know like okay, let's get through this. Let's get through this. Let's get through this. You know. But I I thought the combat engine was way better than I even expected. Yeah. Um. And just the the the, the RPG depth was still there, and that's something I was worried about, right? Because you take a game that's like super in depth RPG wise, you try to modernize it so to speak yeah like it's like the mass effect thing where like the first mass effect is a super deep rpg and the second one's kind of an rpg and the third one's even less of an rpg you know you get worried you go oh they're are they gonna make this action based are they gonna make this less than rpg it's probably the most rpg action game that i've played in a while because you can sit there and just like pause it and and decide what to do and tell your teammates what to do and um i've seen people complain about Oh, I should. There should be more ways to program my allies to do things. You know, like I should be able in a certain situation, I should be able to tell Cloud to heal me or whatever if I'm not controlling Cloud. But to and there are some material that do that. But to me, that kind of defeats the purpose of this game, where it still kind of feels like a turn-based battle system, but it's yeah. not. You know what I mean? And I think some of it too is just like controls-wise, people didn't realize like certain things they could do. Right. Um, I don't think the tutorial was very good at least for like like i was watching it so i guess i wasn't like playing it but i felt like there was things that like right away should have been like explained more in depth or like had you do it and then be like okay yeah go on to the next thing yeah whereas like like for example you could press like l2 or r2 to immediately not only like you want to switch to the other character, you just but go you to would their menu. Switch to their menu, um, and it would like freeze time. What's the thing? They do explain that for one, right? But like, it wasn't something that was like, it, it, I don't think it was done well enough. Okay, because it was fair. something That's that a- I was like, having watched, I didn't even realize you could do that. Like, probably well, part eight of the or reason, ten hours into the part playthrough. of the reason you didn't realize because I don't do it, and here's why I don't do it because 
they very slowly build ATB gauge on their own. Yeah, so it's less, it's more rare. That so happens. it's rare for me to be sitting there on Cloud or Tifa or whoever and then go, oh shit, Barrett's got a full ATB and then switch to him and use it. Yeah. To me, it's get Cloud, use up his ATB gauge all he's built. Then go to Tifa, use up all her ATB gauge. Then go to Barrett, use up all his ATB. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that, yeah. that was the the path there was never there was rarely any point where i was like oh shit all three characters have full atb i'm just yeah. gonna stay on cloud well, and like later you'd get like materia that would make it so that would happen right. more but... but i always had that equipped on cloud because i'm a yeah. i'm a dope you know <laughs> um but yeah i i really enjoyed the combat engine i really enjoyed the story and we're not going to get into spoilers at this point but i felt like it did a lot of things it, it, it stayed pretty true to the story with certain exceptions obviously but it gave us more to chew on with a lot of these characters. You know, Biggs, Wedge, and Jesse for a good example. Yeah. Um, even Aerith, I think, really benefited from this game. Oh, yeah. She's a lot more likable to me in this game than she was in the original game. In the original game, it was like, why would I? Why would Cloud ever want to even entertain being with this girl when Tifa's right there? Yeah. That's how I felt. I feel differently now. Hmm. You know, I feel like, oh. Oh, here's kind of cute. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like it, it, she's and she's less of a damsel. Yeah, she's still damselly, but in in a world where um, Kyrie is still very much a damsel in distress and no mirror, it, like it's refreshing to see him have female characters who aren't that. Yeah, there's still a couple times where Cloud saves the day. You know yeah. what I mean? There's a couple times, but there's times where they save him too, right? Uh, and and that's important, I think. The game does feel a little bit like a dating sim at times. At certain points, yeah. But I'm I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah, that that was part of the fun, I feel right. like is like and there are different outcomes you could get in the game that yeah. I didn't realize at the time, but like there's a point where you're staying somewhere and you can either get Tifa, Aerith, or Barrett as the person you walk outside and talk to at night. You know what I mean? Like stuff yeah. like that where it's like, Oh, that's cool. That's what the original game did, and it's cool that they did it more. Is there anything else you have to say about it from a critical standpoint before we move on to spoiler? Um, I would say, like, as far as, like, combat-wise, I th- and I said it to you on stream, too, um, you have the two different modes, which is, like, your just mash X and use abilities mode, and then you have punisher mode. Right, with Cloud. Which Cloud kind of goes into more of, like, a like 1v1me-bro stance, right? right? And you can block and parry... And it feels a lot like like similar to a lot of other games where it's like, okay, I'm going to block and then I'm going to punish after that. Um, that did not change at all the entire playthrough. Like for me, I feel like it would be better if as you're leveling up or in some type of way or as you use it, maybe and maybe you do, maybe it does happen, but... Uh, yeah, maybe there's a materia or something that yeah, makes it better. I don't know. I don't know, but like the only one that was there was deadly dodge, which made it so you could dodge roll inside of mm-hmm. Punisher, but it, it 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 didn't change at all the entire time. Yeah, and you would have liked to see some more. Yeah, variety yeah, I'd like to see some with it because I mean, like the regular basic basic attacks, they just fill the role of building the ATB gauge. Right. I guess you could say that about Punisher, but to be more in more of a tactical way, but. Uh, I, I would it would have been cool to see because it's like for example in Kingdom Hearts our, our favorite freaking games your your basic combo changes right and you can and change maybe, it based on what abilities you have on and stuff like that and maybe it's just like it doesn't have to be like that in every game but I would have liked to see it well maybe that's another thing too we've talked about um with this being a, a original game that was that's being cut down into pieces uh how do they start the next game right? Mm. And maybe that's where they go with it, where they go, okay, you have materia and stuff. Now you're going to start to see more combos from Cloud or Tifa or yeah. Barrett. You know, and maybe that's where they go with it. That would be cool. But no, I agree with you on that. That's kind of the combat in that part is a little like it's it's pretty bare bones, like his basic stuff. The stuff he the abilities he can do are awesome. Yeah, and it, like they're really, I love the system of. Hey, use it this way to gain that proficiency, and then you don't have to equip that weapon anymore. And now you have it. Now you have that ability. I love that system. I think that's awesome. Because at a certain point, it was like, oh, we got a new weapon. Let's see what the ability is so I can gain the ability and make my character stronger. Right. In a way that's not just XP and AP, right? Yeah. In a way that's like this unique to this character. You can't teach Barrett Aerith's right. laser beam ability. You know what I mean? And yeah. I just thought that was really cool. I enjoyed that a lot. 
I also, had a, all the characters felt really strong too. They felt strong. No one felt weak at the beginning. Barrett felt really weak, but after that, like once when he get, comes back, the, there's a part of the game where you don't have Barrett for a very long time. Yeah, and then when he comes back, he's a fucking monster. Yeah, and part of it is because he starts getting melee weapons where he does different stuff. Right. Well, and you get like freaking like six of his weapons back. Right. To back. He becomes a monster, but they all play differently too. Yeah. Then no one felt the same. Like you don't do the same things with Tifa and Cloud, even even though they're the closest. Yeah. To each other, you don't do the same things with them, and that's what's really cool about the game too. It, and I'm interested to see how they um, handle having more party members. How they right? keep it fresh, because basically the whole game you only have two or three party members, or even one sometimes. So they don't have you choose between Aerith or Barrett, right? Yeah. They do it for you by going, okay, you have all f- uh, four party members for once. But they're in teams. Cloud and Barrett are going off this way. Aerith and Tifa are going off this way. And you're going to switch back and forth to do puzzles and stuff. They can't do that the whole game. So how... If this next game is not going to be as linear as this one... This game had to be linear based on the setting and right, all. Right, right. How are they going to do that? You know, yeah. and, and I'm not sure. Maybe it's, it's uh, played out more like a TV show. Where it's like, oh, here's the A story, here's the B story, here's the C story, and your characters are always split up, and they're all and it cuts between. It's like some Lord of the Rings shit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> kind of right. And and I don't know. Uh, now we're getting into talking like spoilers, I guess. So let's. Uh, this is your final warning to all those who have not beaten Final Fantasy VII Remake, and want to before listening to this. You have ten seconds to leave. Okay, now that everybody's gone, Jason, blurt out the most spoilerific thing you can think of. The most spoilerific thing I can think of. Zach is alive. I was gonna say that that would have been my answer too. Yeah. So let's let's talk about this game. We'll get to the ending at the end. Or I guess I should say Zach is alive. <laughs> <laughs> Zach lived later. Before. Before. Anyway. So this game. We, we, the first thing we have to talk about are what I've been calling the plot ghosts. Yes. Or the arbiters of fate. Yes. Or the watchers or whatever people whatever want to the call them. The called. ghosts, okay? <laughs> so these ghosts have been like super big in like the the media for Final Fantasy VII Remake. Like they showed them very early on. People are like, what the fuck are they doing with this game? Yeah. Are they Sephiroth ghosts? Like people thought it was Sephiroth related because Sephiroth is very early on in the game too. Yeah. Which... When I first heard that and I saw the trailers, I went, "What? Sephiroth barely shows up in Midgar. You don't even you don't even see him." Yeah, you, they mention him like once. They or twice. mention him. He pulls Genova's like the stuff that happens with Genova's body getting carried out. It's done off screen, and you see the trails of blood from where he killed everybody. Yeah, and you see the sword in President Shinra's back, and you go, "What the fuck?" Right. And that's it. Yeah. And then they go talk about Sephiroth after they get out of Midgar. This, you see Sephiroth within, after the first mission, you see Sephiroth right away. Yeah. Cloud has a vision with Sephiroth, and there he is. And you're like, what? And at first, I hated that. Yeah. I was like, the whole point of Sephiroth is you don't, he's mysterious, and you don't know a lot about him. And then when he finally shows up, you're like, holy shit. But what I realized after playing this game and starting to play this game they couldn't do it like that because everybody knows who the fuck he is. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. it, it can't be played out the same way. And I, I think, um, I think Nomura, there was an interview where he said that, "Hey, you guys all know who Sephiroth is. We can't do it the same way we did before." Right. Right. Yeah. Um, and that, that's funny that Aerith says that line. Shinra, the Shinra Electric Company isn't the real villain. I know it seems like they are, but they're not because that's how the that's the bait and switch the original game played with you. Is you're yeah. like. Oh, this general electric company, the real villain, and then you leave Midgar and you go, wait a minute, they're not the real villain. This guy is. Yeah. Uh and then they play with that more later. But so I for one, I thought that was brilliant. I thought the way they handled it was probably the only way they could have handled it. Without it being like Just the literally the exact same game. Right. And, and being like for the ceremonial, oh, it's Sephiroth, oh no, kind of shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so I, I thought that was great as far as change goes. But the plot goes. They drove me a little crazy, okay, because I figured out very early on, I remember telling you after a stream, those ghosts are there 
because something was going to change and they don't want it to change. Yeah. I, 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 I figured that out very early on. I was, I was either like, once you said that, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. And I was like, or when they want, or like when something changes, like to signify that something has changed, right. that's when they pop up. Right. We knew whatever. they had something to do with the original story, basically. And some weird timeline right. shit. So, because things did happen different in this game that they didn't give a shit about, right? Like, they didn't give a shit about, um, I mean, I guess in the moment they didn't give a shit about. They didn't give a shit about, like, Cloud not going on the second mission or Cloud going on that mission with Jesse that was made for the game, right? Yeah. They didn't give a shit about that. But they care that Cloud wasn't going to go eventually, and they, they show up and attack Seventh Heaven, and that's why and they injure Jesse, and that's why Cloud goes on the second mission, right? So there's a lot of that. And towards the end of the game, they started to drive me nuts. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, plot goes to here, and now there's no agency to anything that's happening in the story. Right. Right? Barrett gets stabbed by a Sephiroth clone. It very much reminded me of, like, uh, when I played, um, shit, what's the game called? Dying Light. You play Dying Light, and you literally have, like, five or six hours of gameplay to do something, to fix something, to do something. And then... The bad guy is like all knowing, and he comes out and foils your plan, right. and then you're like, "Okay, what the fuck now?" Like, right. it, it it was it made it very frustrating. It made the story very unenjoyable. Right. Um, and I think if it had kind of gone on any longer than what it does, we'd start to get pretty irritated. But here's the thing: that's what's actually really, really in my mind is what's really brilliant about it. I was starting to get so mad. They stab Barrett, and then one just comes out of Barrett, and Barrett's fine. And I'm like, "What?" So there's no agency in any of this. Everything that's going to happen is going to happen, which would have been the case if they were making a straight remake anyway, right? Yeah. It just it, it was it could have happened behind the scenes and you like It was just rubbing showing. it in my face, right? Yeah, and that's yeah. why I didn't like it. So then the ultimate enemy of this particular game are those plot ghosts. Yeah. And metaphorically in like the timeline itself. Right. Metaphorically if we're reading into this it's everybody going, well, you have to have Sid smoke cigarettes. You have to have Aerith get stabbed here. You yeah. have to have Jesse Wedge and Biggs die. You have to have it. That's what it, it's. It's them, the, the creators of the game. And I, everybody likes to attribute everything to Nomura because he's the director. But this is there's Nomura can't just do this shit without people's other people being in on it. Right. right. He, he doesn't just go, hey, I made a game. Take it or leave it, fuckers. Like, that's not how a creative process works, right? So the creative team behind this game said, we're going to get, no matter what we do with this game, we're going to get shit for it. So why not change it? Why not Why not, not be held by these con, this constricting, hey, this is what you have to do because this, this is from my childhood and this is what I really love. And so they metaphorically destroyed that. They have, they have you metaphorically destroy that. Yeah. So they can do whatever the fuck they want after this. Yeah. Now, they're not stupid. They're still going to hit some plot points. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're still going to do... You're going to go to the Golden Saucer. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're not going to cut out favorite characters like Yuffie and Sid. Well, and also, and, like, you got to think about, like, the story, like, writers for the story or whatever, or for video games in general, weren't as good back then as they are now. Because it's just... Yeah. Those are the same, like, people... They've been working on what they like to do, what they love. They right. get better at it. Right. For sure. Um, and so, like, I think certain things would just, it wouldn't make sense or it, it would be, like, kind of shitty to have to put into the story when it's like, I want to, I like this. I want to do something different with it. I want to change it right. a little bit and not feel like. Or even, even that's just gonna like. have backlash because changing, of Changing, um. Like just changing a part of the story that you feel like didn't age well or you didn't like yeah, at the time exactly, even, but yeah. you didn't have a better solution and now you do. Like imagine like a musician or a band going back and, and, and re-recording an album and like changing things about songs. You know what I mean? Yeah. When it has happened in the past, it's been people have shit all over it because people want the nostalgic. But I really and I know that there are some people mad about the ending and, and about everything. But I just think it's awesome. Yeah. I, I the more I've thought about it since last night when we beat it, the more I've been like, "Holy shit, man! That was it, really cool how they did that." Right. I had two major feelings. Like one was like, "Like damn! Like they could do anything now." Right. But then I did, even though it, it was kind of weird though, because I never have beaten Final Fantasy VII. It kind of makes me a little sad because it's like, oh, 
well, now it's not going to be how it was. You know what I mean? Like, for me, this game was going to be, like, a way to play the original, right. but in a more updated way and get the exact story. And it, so it's like a, it's a little bit like, oh, it's not the same, you know? Right, but it, here's it, the, there, there's the beauty that little, of that is you can still play that right, other yeah, game. No, no, the, right. you know what I'm saying, though? Right, it's like, right. it, it's a little like, So now oh, we, we just had to beat seven. Exactly, right. yeah, yeah. So but the it, problem solved. There, yeah, it's, it, it, it was weird, though, that it was yeah. like having that feeling, but also it's like, at the same time, none of the stuff that happened in seven like has to happen. Right. Like it could be totally different. And some of it still will, for yeah, sure. Yeah. I, I they're not gonna write a brand new game. No, right? no. Um I'm really in I mean, we jumped right to the ending, so I guess we should talk about it in more depth, but basically the the plot ghosts try to stop Cloud, Aerith, Tifa, Barrett, and Red Thirteen from leaving Midgar because now they Sephiroth is goading them to 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 fight. Like Sephiroth knows about the the ghost as well. Right, Sephiroth knows about it, and so they've seen that the plot has changed. There's gonna change if they leave Midgar, so they're trying to stop him. Which in the end changes the whole plot anyway. So that's kind of stupid. But you know you got to start somewhere with this shit. Yeah. So they go into to change fate. They fight future versions of themselves as these like crystallized characters: Barrett, Tifa, and uh, Cloud. It's telling that Aerith doesn't have one. Um, and <laughs> yeah. the, they're fighting to keep their future the way it was. But they're fighting to change the future. So it's really cool. If you assess those enemies, it will kind of tell you basically that without saying it. Like, yeah. you got to kind of put it together. And I just thought that was really a really cool way of doing it. And it's very Final Fantasy. Yeah. The thing people loved about Final Fantasy VII... Well, not the thing that they love, but something that people loved is that it wasn't very Final Fantasy up to that point, right? Yeah. It was different. It was like this uh, uh, current age, like, or sl- slight future, you know, aesthetic, where before it had all been knights and... Yeah, like um, super old. And, and, like, you know, Tolkien stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. But always in Final Fantasy, there has been a, a, a underlying thing of define your fate. And and you go and you know like there have always been bosses that pop out of nowhere in these games and bosses. Uh, Final Fantasy IX has a good example of it where it's just like, oh, now you're fighting the, you're fighting. Uh, I don't even remember what the character's Neo something, but he's like the the master of all creation. You're like, where the fuck did this come from, right? Yeah. But that's what they did here. But they did it in a way that it made sense for once. Right. Where before it's like, oh, you're fighting the the. The gambler of fate and it's like what the fuck are you talking about you know this had nothing to do with the story <laughs> maybe thematically this now it's thematic and it has something to do with the story right well and they do a good job of making you not like the ghost too oh my god and that's what was what i was getting to too is the brilliance of it is i hated these fucking ghosts dude yeah. i was like let something different happen they tricked me into not wanting to play final fantasy 7 right do you get what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they tricked me into not wanting to play the original like you know, story. Oh, Jesse, he dies here, and then you're like, no, no, Jesse shouldn't die. And like her actions would have made it so that it was different, right? But then the ghosts are like, no, you're gonna die yeah. here, right? And and so it it was when I realized what was happening to me, I was like, they're these fucking mad lads. They did it. <laughs> they tricked me into not wanting the original story to happen, right? Because I hated these ghosts, you know. And it's like that. Whether they intended to do that or not, it's brilliant. You yeah. Know? As for after, you know, the, you fight those those guys, and then you you meet up with Sephiroth in what looks like the fucking the beginning of time or some shit. The, they and said it was like the edge of creation. The edge of creation is what he calls it, and he has and they he offers Cloud to join him, use my strength to change fate, and Cloud's like, "Fuck you, dude!" And so they fight in the, this anime. You yeah. said, I think you said. Uh, what, what did how you? How much say? anime do you want? How much anime do you want? All of it. All of it. <laughs> well, we were watching it. They it do was, like every anime fight trope ever. Right. It was awesome. And the then only, the only thing they didn't do is go. Ah! Yeah, they, they didn't. They didn't charge up their their power <laughs> levels. Sephiroth says an interesting thing to him. He says, seven seconds to the end. What will you do with the time given, or something along what those lines? What will you do with it, or something? What will you do with it? And it's like seven seconds. Seven seconds. I, I don't know what that means. I don't know what that's referring to. And then I thought about it. Seven seconds. Final Fantasy Seven. Oh my God. <laughs> no, I don't know. 
what that means. Uh, but so basically, something changed, and they show Zach in in a shot for shot scene from Crisis Core where he fends off all these soldiers to his last, basically his, his last dying strength, breath. his last strength, and then these other three soldiers come and pick him off when he's he 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 kicks everybody's ass. Yeah, and he goes to save Cloud, and then these other soldiers pick him off. Well, they show him and Cloud walking to Midgar together. And that doesn't happen in Crisis Core. And they show it alongside all of our characters leaving and him and Aerith kind of cross paths. And Aerith kind of, you can see, feel like she like senses something. they don't something. see each other, but like they, they like both like sense it. Or like she definitely is right. like, huh. But Aerith doesn't go, oh, yeah, my boyfriend Zach came back after 10 years. Like, like it does. it's not like typical like Back to the Future-ass time travel. It, it's a singularity is what they call it. And so... They change things. And the only other thing that we see that's like change changed is that the stamp dog is different. Yeah. It's a different breed of dog. And it's like, what the fuck? That's the one thing, Nomura, that you're going to give us that's changed? Besides maybe uh, Biggs being alive? We don't know if that was like a change yeah. thing or if he was alive the whole time and we just didn't know. Or So, yeah, it's interesting where they go next with this shit because they could go anywhere. Yeah. They could do anything. And that's what that's exciting to me. They could, you know, find a place called Radiant Garden. You know, like they could, they could. Right. And and, and there there were some times where I was like, oh shit! Like there's literally a place where they're standing that's literally the final world. Right. And I was like, no, 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 no! Like don't do this. And you know, we <laughs> joke about oh the voice actor that voice Yozora voices Leslie in Japan, but. That guy says some shit about his, like, girl that left him. That's just, like, this guy has to be connected to Yozora in some fucking yeah. way, right? And it, it, there's, so there's a lot of weird shit like that that a lot of reviewers, maybe some from uh, the Incel Gamers Network, <laughs> would say is too Kingdom Heartsy for them. And I love it, dude. Yeah. I There's, there's nothing in the story that I was, like... I mean, I groaned in the moment because it's funny to, oh, great, this Kingdom Hearts shit. But, like, there's very few things story-wise they could have done better to intrigue me about that game. Yeah. And about the future of that. You know? Like, if it would have ended, with, like, with my my uh, computer wallpaper I have now, it's them standing at the edge of the highway. If it would have ended like that, I'd have been like, this is fucking lame. Yeah. You know? I was waiting for that, they that gotta twist. They got you, yeah. And, and they got me, you know? And... uh. I just really enjoyed the game. I highly recommend it. Yeah. My favorite scene is there's this final dungeon that I didn't like because I felt like it was filler. And it's the kind of thing I don't usually like in games where you control two party members and then the other three have to hit the switch. So the other ones yeah. can go through. I don't really like that in games. I get why they do it. It well, makes and sense. It's not easily done either. Like you have to find a place in order to be able to switch. And right, like, right, right. It's not. It's not fun. But I did like they they released this boss on you. And the first half of the fight, Cloud and Barrett fight it. It's like this fish saw monster. Yeah. And then it escapes from them by bursting through the wall. And then Aerith and Tifa fight it. And I was like, okay, that's cool. Yeah. That's interesting. That's creative. I like that. And then there's this cut scene where Aerith and Tifa save the day for Cloud and Barrett. But it shows Hojo watching them. And <laughs> Cloud and Barrett are in front of this door trying to open it because it got <laughs> shut when the boss came in and Barrett's like stomping on it with like his he's foot kicking it, yeah. and then Cloud j just takes his fucking sword and sting, <laughs> swings at it and these two fucking mongrel idiots you know just <laughs> we gotta get through the door somehow Cloud and he's like watch this you know like and they can't get through because they're idiots and they're men and that's how you know yeah. that's like the funny trope and then the girls save him and I really enjoyed that that made yeah. me laugh like really hard I don't know man I just really enjoyed the whole thing overall yeah Part of me wishes I would have just like fucking zipped through it yeah. right away instead of streaming it. But then also part of me is like, well, I liked that I was able to like we'd play and then I'd think about what we played mm. for a couple for a couple days or a couple hours and then come back to it. Yeah. You know? But then like you know, part of the part of the issue is that you know, we're we're home with our family, we're quarantined and everything. And, you know, you I can't just sit there and stream four days in a row. It's not healthy. Either. It's not it's not healthy <laughs> and like you know, like Tara's here and you're here and my mom and dad are here and my right. little sister's here and it's like 
I got to spend time with them too. I can't right. just stream that game every day. Yeah. But I wanted to. Like part of me just, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I got to get through this. And I, I don't feel that way often about video games. Mm. Really, only Kingdom Hearts gets me that way. Yeah. But this game got me. It got you. It got me. I, I give it uh, 8.9 to 9 out of 10. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I give it like an 8.5. Yeah. I think the main thing it was missing was like end game bosses. Yeah, that that's true. And maybe they add that with an update or something. Yeah. That would be cool. I'd go back. If, it, if, it, if it's a free update, hell yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did. And maybe there are secret bosses we just don't know about. I didn't look into it much. Yeah. But I don't think so. Yeah. The, the I mean, there's like, they kind of do like something similar to like Cage with like the absent silhouettes where it's like, yo, you can fight these bosses like right now. Like, these are hard bosses. Right. Like fight Ifrite right now. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Type shit. And um, I guess Bahamut's kind of there because it takes a long time to level up your materia to get to him. Yeah. But they treat it like a quest you do in the game, not like yeah. an after thing, but well, whatever. Yeah. And I guess it's also hard, though. Like, they would have to come up with something brand new. Right. Because there's not really anything in the area, as far as I know. Right. Yeah, I'm hoping in the next game they have endgame bosses. Yeah, definitely. Or definitely. just endgame content in general, because they right. didn't really seem like there was I any... mean, the hard mode is cool. Yeah. You can't play that before you beat the game. Right. And I think that's cool. It's almost like a new game plus, but you don't have to, like do everything you can pick chapter by chapter which is cool i oh I, I okay that. okay I, I i was under the pressure that was like all right true vault hunter mode go through the fucking story exactly the same yes and no well because like the pull of like like true vault hunter mode is like it's harder for one and two you you get better stuff you get more powerful right. stuff whereas with this it's like you level up but you, you're challenged by the battle yeah. the battles now that's that's more challenging that's yeah. the idea all right. Anything else you want to say about the remake, dude? I don't know if we covered everything, but this is a Kingdom Hearts podcast, so I don't know that we can go for too much longer talking about <laughs> Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, I really enjoyed it. If you're a fan yes. of... I mean, the Kingdom people have said the battle system's like Kingdom Hearts. It is, but it's not. Yeah. It, 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 but I think if you're a Kingdom Hearts fan, it's easy enough to switch and, and play it and, and, and enjoy, enjoy it. enjoy it, yeah. And you'll enjoy it. And if you want to know what to deal what with... characters Cloud, that you know. Cloud from Kingdom Hearts finally got his own game. If you want to see it, <laughs> go play it. Yeah. yeah. I think it was dope. I, like we said, I feel like there was only like two parts where it kind of lulled. Yeah. Um, one, the I, I didn't feel like it lulled at all. Because, like... It, at least for me, in the train yard, I feel like it didn't really like. Lull, I think the train like, yard was as bad as Sean said it was. But um, like, like I don't know. What, what, like for example, when I'm playing, uh, like there's certain games when I play them, I just right. go through it. Like Arkham games, right? Like it's kind of just one of those things where, it, if there is a point where there there is any type of filler or whatever, if it's enough to pull you out of what's going on in the story or like anything like that. I think that's like pretty detrimental. Um, well, and part of the problem with this spot, we're doing spoilers. So we can talk about it, but there's a part where Sephiroth shows up cause he's going to take Genova's body. Yeah. And it's not really Sephiroth. It's the clone, yeah. one of the Sephiroth clones. And he shows up and destroys like the bridge in front of cloud. And apparently everybody falls. It just looks like cloud falls, but apparently everybody falls. Yeah. And then you have to go around collecting everybody, and then Hojo's, like, doing experiments, so he wants you to fight through his little, like, maze or whatever. And that's yeah. the part we were talking about where you switch between the parties and stuff. And it just felt like a slog because this cool thing happened that was different from the original story where Sephiroth was there and you met him, or you thought. Yeah. And no one talks about no it. No one. No one goes, oh, was, that Sep was that really Sephiroth? Yeah. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it. You know, like no one even the Aerith mentions it once towards the end. She says the name Sephiroth and you go, "Wow, yeah. someone is actually talking about him for yeah. once, you know?" But that I think that's why it lulled. Where the ghost train, it's like, "Yeah, you're rushing to get to the tower." But like well, and I was also like there's not really like there's some a little bit as far as like character development that happens in Hojo's lab yeah. where they they kind of have a little bit of bonding, but you like You get to meet Red a little more. Yeah, yeah, but it, I feel like in in the ghost train there's definitely a lot more character development where it's like Aerith is trying to support Tifa. Right. And then there's the whole like, oh, Cloud has to protect them or whatever, but it's ghosts and apparently he don't fuck with ghosts. Like yeah, that he, type of shit. And then even Tifa don't fuck with ghosts because right. she's like, Go ahead, Cloud. Yeah. You know, so but yeah. 
No, I that was the only real big lull for me was that Hojo's maze of Yeah, fun. And it was long, too. It was long. And I get it. You want an endgame dungeon, right? Yeah. It makes sense. I get it. But isn't the whole Min- Shinra headquarters the endgame dungeon? Right. You know, it's like, I don't know. Well, and like the, the whole area is like samey and yeah. the enemies are exactly the same. And and then they put in those fucking whack-a-mole dudes. Yeah, fuck those. Yeah, dudes. those. That, that, that was gruesome. gruesome. That was the only gruesome part of the game. Gruesome enemy design for sure. I was going to ask before that, what would you say you'd want added to it? What do you mean? Like, like what would you, what would you, or at least. In the next for the game, next game, or, or like, what would you like to see improved about it, or added, or whatever? Well, the combat system needs to get uh, deeper, like you said, with like aerial the, combat. That and that was another thing. I was gonna say that when we talked about it earlier, but I forgot. Can I get a fucking aerial recover, dude? Because yeah. the amount of times I jump up in the air with Cloud or Tifa and try to switch, and I get hit out of air, and then the amount of time it takes for me to fall and roll is disgusting. Yeah. Sora would never allow that to happen. He'd go Whoop, and be there. <laughs> The aerial and com- retaliate. The aerial <laughs> combat needs to be better for sure. Yeah. Well, especially when it's like there's a lot of times where you there's flying enemies and there's but no barrier. There's no barrier. So you just gotta build your gauge somehow. Yeah. Mostly by waiting and then cast fire or whatever. Right. right? So yeah, no, I agree. The aerial combat needs to get better. I'd like to see more um material options. Yeah. Even though I was surprised by the amount of material they did put in the game, yeah, it was it was more plentiful than I expected, and a lot of new ones that I didn't expect, right? Which would make sense to change the mechanics. I don't know if I'd like to see this, but if they're going to make the next game more open worldy, which I think they kind of have to a little bit, you know, give give Cloud some more mobility options. Mm, yeah, he doesn't have a spammable. He doesn't have a spammable role. <laughs> um, he can't climb anything unless there's an arrow in front of it. And um, just give me Breath of the Wilds exploring engine with cloud <laughs> and let me you hold the jump button let me find mako shards ha 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 i found you <laughs> kind of shit <laughs> to expand my inventory or something i'm just kidding but seriously <laughs> seriously don't mean to do it do it uh, what i want now is i just want info what's happening next right and i get with the the virus and everything it's hard to say because everything's mm. been delayed but because like i think the level design is really good the, the only thing i would say is like yeah, the movement would it would be cooler to have a little bit. Yeah. And I'm I'm a big fan of summons. Give me more summons. I liked yeah. the DLC summons. I thought they were funny. Yeah, I li- I like the fat chocobo summon. Dude, I the, think the baby chocobo or whatever is terrifying. disgusting. Yeah. But the the hefty chocobo dude, yeah, he's a heffin chonker and low yeah. he coming. Yeah, and we just it's funny we we'd use a lot of these summons, but we'd end the battle before we'd see their final attack. Yeah, and we saw both the fat chocobo and the chocobo mog. Yeah, and they were both dope as shit. Yeah, like I was like, oh shit. Yeah, the the sum the summons were really good. Like yeah. being able to like tell them what to do when they're like fighting next to yeah. you, and then at the end, like a lot of times, like for example, when you're using like a limit in uh or like a link or whatever in Kingdom Hearts. The final move, like, will like whiff, and you're like, yeah. well, "What the fuck, dude?" And this, it's like guaranteed. Like, yeah. the the enemy, what, no matter what it is, is like frozen in place. Well, and it will and wait if the will... enemy, if you hit an oh. HP gate with the enemy, it will wait to do it too. Yeah, then, yeah, and that's pretty. And that's cool. what's so sick. Yeah, and and it looks so good. And you know, I think it's funny because I think they hit a nice idea with fifteen the way that did summons right. Yeah. There's there's these larger than life like incredible things that do this giant attack that just wipes everything but this is like the evolution of that idea and i really enjoyed that where it's like yo uh shiva's gonna come in but she's not gonna be 50 foot tall but she's gonna be dope and you can tell her kind of what to do and then she just annihilates everything at the end and it doesn't kill everything but it's powerful yeah it doesn't feel weak and you can't just like an ff8 where you just all right time to diamond dust them over and over right and you can't just spam it like in the old games which is cool and i i think that makes it even better when it does happen right yeah and you can't you're not spamming it you know what i mean um like i'm trying to think about like what that means for like if they were to do like an FF8 remake, to right. have it where it's like your GFs are with you type thing, or like right. you have to summon them, or yeah, what? who knows? That would be cool too. And leveling them up. Well, and I'm shit. trying to think like, <laughs> you know, they they did Ifrite, Shiva, Bahamut, Leviathan were the, like the main four. Yeah, yeah. And then they had the uh, Fat Chocobo, and then the three DLC ones, the Chocomog, or no? Yeah, sure. Chocomog, and then the three DLC ones were Cactuar carbuncle and chocobo chick yeah 
I'm trying to think how they're going to do other ones. You know, because I'm thinking about um, Rama in 15 and how he, he's just like fucking 100 feet tall and he just, <laughs> you know, it would be pretty fucking sick if, if you're out in the field if they're bigger. Yeah, that would be cool. In certain situations, at you least. You know, because they're not like really going huh, huh, and like hitting things. Right. They're just, they're, they're doing a couple spells and then when you summon, use one of the things, they do a bigger spell. Yeah. So it'd be cool if they're just kind of there, like looking big, and then they do this giant attack. You right, know? right, right. Uh, like, well, because in fifteen they're definitely like situation commands, and it's like you right. only get certain ones based on what situation right. you're in or where you are. And that's so not like, as cool. If you add that uh, as like a layer to right. what's already they already have, where right. hey, if you're in this area and it happens, it does some crazy shit. Right, right. That would be cool. Yeah, like. Leviathan, you have to be by water in 15. It's yeah, like, how yeah. often are you fucking by water? Yeah. You know, and it's like, that, so you, most of the time you just get Rama, and it's like, okay, cool. I've <laughs> seen, like, it was really cool the first time I saw it, and now I'm, I'm seeing this, you know. <laughs> At least this one, you can equip them so you know what one you're going to get when you get in that situation. Yeah. And I really enjoy that too. Anyway, spoilers have stopped here. The, the links into the, the the time is in the description or whatever. Uh, Jason, thank you so much for joining me this week on the podcast. Next week, like I said, we're doing tier list of Kingdom Hearts characters, so look forward to that. The I ultimate will, tier list. I hope you will please look forward to that. The ultimate tier list. The ultimate tier list final mix. Remake. Remake. Reconnect. Reconnect 3.2 over 6. I hope you guys look forward to that. And remember, May 9th, we're doing the, the charity stream. We'll have more yeah. info about it in the Discord. And uh, on the twelfth, on the twelfth is the next man. Maybe we shouldn't do the twelfth. Maybe that's too soon after. Ah, whatever. Fuck it. <laughs> Who cares? Whatever. Anyway, Jason, thank you so much for joining me this week. I know I already said that, but I'm saying it again. Thank you guys for listening. We will see you next week. Be sure to join Discord. Hit them with it. May your heart be your guiding key. Thank you. Fuck off. Fuck off. Fuck off. I, I can't wait for the day when our outro. Fuck off.